Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's your boy, Coach Lee. I'm a little somber today. Because you know we had to take that big L last night. It's been tough around here. But anyway, we're going to persevere. It is what it is. And you know, any use of crying over spilled milk. But as always, welcome to the Sports Chatter Show. You know how we do it. We take all of your topics, try to put it in here, have some fun with it, bring some insight and all of the above. But as always, I got to bring up a number two. What's up, player? What's going on? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, has retired ahead today, man. It's, it's too right. soon, man. It's too soon. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, look, let me digress. Okay, this is dude, Uncle Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the junior. And look, it's Tuesday, Sports Chatter Show, where we talk about the hot topics in Sports Talk with Friends Facebook group. And man, I'm ready to get it on. But I'm ready to talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just so confident because, you know, my uh, team, New Orleans Saints, we won this week, you know. So. Yeah, well, about we won. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, let me kill him a vibe, man. But, yeah. Hey, y'all vibe. worry about them Buccaneers, man. Leave us alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Get my ball back. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, man. so how's your day been so far? Man, it seemed like it just getting started. It was it was kind of it was kind of shaky, you know, but it ended up very well. It ended up with me on here with you on the sports chatter show, man. It's always, it's always good. It's always a positive, man. Despite that that late night beat down, it's been a good day, man. Hey, <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, you shouldn't laugh at nobody, right? So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. And shout out to everybody in the group that's been going in on the Cowboys, man. Like it's been it's been it's been rough for you. No, I've been right there with him. It's therapy. It's <laughs> 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 there for somebody to go in on us, man. That's that's despicable at the end of the day. <laughs> that is true, man. But, uh, you know, I just had to shake back because when my Saints lost, yeah, it, you know, it was like, tell me, hey, you seen them? Hey, you seen them? I was gone, man. I was hot. So shout out for you being able to take your, uh, your licks. Mm. Had to, man. Had to. So, we're going to jump right into this. I saw this today, and actually, I had to stop down at what I was doing because somebody actually had the nerve to say that AD is better than a prime shack. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to. I think we might need to start uh, piss testing in our group. But shout out to Marley, man. You're right. It is disrespectful. And, hey, so what's your thoughts on it? I mean, you know, I, I get it, you know, because, you know, both um, are Lakers, you know, upcoming Laker great. One is a Laker great. One is trying to become one. And both of them is, you know, imp- no, I'm saying one has changed the, uh, the center position. One is actually making a change. I don't even know. Like, it's crazy that I say trying to, you know, trying to analyze this. It's crazy it seems to make this comparison because one, they play two different type of game. And the biggest factor, AD is weak. So that's so what let, I'm saying. So let's put something into perspective. So Shaq was the man in Orlando. Initially, Shaq was the man in LA. And because Shaq was always the man. In his prime, that's what caused the rift between him and Kobe. 
mm -hmm. they had to make a make a difference. AD was the man in New Orleans. He didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Batman in LA. So just off the top of that, how can you even bring yourself to even say that? Good point. <clears throat> so now, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm about to say, okay, we're about to get, I'm waiting so we can get actually into the stats of things. Cause I mean, you know, like you can't make the comparison, but uh, there you go. So what you got? From a stat comparison. So this is actually <clears throat> pretty unique. So I was able to go out and pull that information. And right off the top, you got Shaq. Hope you can see that okay. Mm -hmm. So you got um where'd it go? Where'd it go? There you go. So right off the top, Shaq's got one more season MVP. Okay, not too much there. Mm -hmm. But this is the one that stuck to me. He got three finals MVPs. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, he went to what four? Yeah. He yep. went to four. He lost the one in Orlando. Yep. So that's the reason why they had to make a choice between him and Kobe. Because when he was there, when they went back to back to back, he won him. He was the man. So just that alone, right there, it's another case. So that's two, two to nothing in favor so, of Shaq. But that shows, you know, to your first point about, you know, <laughs> how Shaq, you know, was the man at these different teams. So, you know, AD, to me, he really was never the man. He was made to be the man in New Orleans, you know? So right. he was made to be the superstar, but, you know, in, uh, in a lot of the blame. And he voted. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he wanted out. He couldn't handle it. So right there, that shows that Shaq can, you know, in his prime, can handle the pressure of being a leader, you know, versus that, uh, better than AD, just for starters. Facts. Just for now. starters. Now, I give it to AD. He, no, because he was a former point guard, then he had the growth spurt. So he was able to, you know, go from um, from the manhandle on the rock. His handles are definitely going to be better than Shaq's. So he has a little bit better of a scoring repertoire because he played a position that required you to have to create your own buckets at times versus Shaq having to be fed to rock and him finishing, whatever the case may be. So I give him that. But even with that said, you're talking about 24 points a game to 23.7. And this is now in a wide open NBA where they run zone defenses. Mm -hmm. So he's getting a lot of open looks versus when Shaq is it, they were collapsing the defense on him. Two or three people collapsing on him in the paint. But he was still was finishing. Right. And, and let's not let's let's add this point. Hacker Shaq. I have not seen any team develop get one person. A whole strategy to beat them, and it's right. so until and that's where and that's one of the reasons why I say Shaq is will be one of the better Lakers because in the, at the position because he revolutionized it. They had he changed the game. AD hasn't changed the game. He just thought he just actually finding his game. It took him to go to a uh, to to LA to find himself and his game because he wasn't the same person in uh in in New Orleans. Facts. Now you said Shaq changed the game. <clears throat> they changed the rules with the hacker Shaq. Got people know we all know he wasn't strong in the um in the free throw area, 
But that's cause that's what they had to do. If not, he was gonna turn, finish in the rim and put you in with it. Now, he changed <laughs> the game in that aspect. And as you and I were talking earlier, you know, during the show prep, he also changed the game that because he was so demonstrative on the um, rims, they have to keep backup rims in the NBA stadiums now because he was crashing them. Either they was breaking down or he was shattering backboards. That's and he didn't shatter no backboards. <laughs> you talking about you talking about Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Soft Serve Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. So, at the end of the day, we need to stop with the nonsense. Why do we try to compare old versus new? It's pointless. We can't go back in time. Ain't nobody in this mug, Marty McFly or Doc Brown. Back to the future. So we can't load up the DeLorean and go back and have them play against each other. So why do we spend our time on these pointless discussions? I don't know about you, but when I was growing up as a kid, even as a young man, I didn't try to turn down the previous generation and the athletes. I learned the history of it. I know because of this player back then, his game was this. This player revolutionized his game. And it's funny because I wasn't taught that. You know, it's like, hey, you know, when I go to the park, you know, I'm a young up and coming on a blacktop. Guess what I'm doing? I'm coming to take the old heads off. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And, you know, <laughs> so it's always going to be that comparison. So it's not, it's never, it's no, it's like friendly competition. You know what I'm saying? Just take So I, I get that part because you have, you have a vested interest in the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> You are instrumental in it. It's going to be a success or failure. But you're trying to compare them, the the ageless one of of LeBron versus Jordan, which I think is the (laughs) biggest waste of time. Because I don't remember growing up us saying, Michael Jordan better than Dr. J. No, we said Jordan took what Dr. J did and took it to the next level. That's how we saw it. Because we were saying it was, you know, MJ against uh, Stark, who's the better person, or, you know, different times. But that shows that, you know what, guess what? Jordan became the standard. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because what you just, that point you just proved right there, we that we weren't saying that. Dr. J, we gave him his grade. Yes, we gave that. Or, you know, and after that, is either we're going to say that uh, Michael Jordan was the standard, or that's when true competition started in the 80s. <laughs> true 80s babies here. But truth be told, we wouldn't have a Kobe. We wouldn't have a LeBron if it wasn't for Jordan because that's who they grew up watching. That's what I'm saying. Hey, shout out to you, CJ, baby. He was the standard. So, so we can say that instead of all I see is them trying to tear down MJ or tear down LeBron to prove their point. Why can't we just enjoy greatness, man? Exactly, because some you know some people don't understand that. You know, some people want to do that; they just want to tear down and actually sit back and enjoy greatness. You know what we call that growing up? Haters. Hey, <laughs> no matter what, no matter what goes on, you got something negative to say. I bet you the same dude that being in the line holding up the line at McDonald's 
bitching about your order. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Quit hating. Just enjoy it, man. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So, uh, what's well, out to you, sis? What you say, uh, hanging out? Each athlete should be an upgrade of the previous generation. Legacies are created and recreated. Facts. Right. Good point. Facts. And and it's funny because just how you said recreated, it's also diminished by you know by uh you know generations, which is crazy. You know, and that's, and that's one how thing. we forget stuff. Right. Right. And that's what we have to protect, you know, the previous history. Because if you don't know your history, of course, you don't know your, you know, your, you, you don't know who you are. You don't know your present. So so let me show you something real fast before we move on to the next subject. Show me what so, you so you just saying that just now. At one point in time, you probably remember somebody saying some old head. Back in my day, this was <sighs> the standard, as you just said. This was <laughs> the standard. It was not. Oh, back in my day, we did this, and them old dudes back there, they you know they couldn't keep up to us. No, we we showed value in what was done beforehand. We respected that to an extent, but we also acknowledged the current greatness that our generation had. That's gone. Agree, but that showed generation just like okay, back then. Which you know, what I grew up hearing, yeah, you know, back in my days, we used to do it like this do as you told, not you know, what I'm saying, and blah 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 blah. You know, and things changed in our generation, it was competition, you know, we want to compete, you know, just like now, you know, in sports, these young athletes they want to make an impact, you know, they want to be more than athletes. So, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing generations change, but them with this crazy uh comparison back, and I think that they're actually trying to do a disservice with that bingo. Yeah, with some of these comparisons. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, hey, just let it be what it be. <laughs> Even the basketball shorts have been upgraded. LOL, no nut hugger shorts. I feel that. I hate. Even, even when I was younger, like, I'm, a, I'm an older dude now. I'm damn near 50. You know, I don't put on the pounds over the years, so I can't wear the stuff I used to wear when I was younger. But even when I was younger, even. I won't put the wear nothing tight, man. That wasn't that ain't my thing. But see, <laughs> good point. That shows you how things change because our generations, we came up with the uh shorts to the you know with the basketball shorts with the one to right. the knee. So you right. know, think good point, good point. So good point. Clap that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> So, what we got, so at the end of the day, we can safely say, enjoy AD, and as of right now, there's no way he can be compared to Shaq. That's just my point. Enjoy what he's doing right now. Let's wait until the story is finished being told. Let the numbers add up. You know what I'm saying? Like, AD, what, he's been to like three playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Playoffs? How many? Oh, oh, I'm bringing up playoffs. You want to talk about right. playoffs? We're just That's trying to win the game. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to compare AD, compare AD to someone like Patrick Ewan. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. You don't compare him to Big Cactus, to the Mighty Martian, to Shaquille Diesel O'Neal. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's a disservice to the game. You're talking about the, probably one of the – probably the greatest player in his prime for his generation and one of the – I'll say the three best centers of all time. Right. AD, not even, I wouldn't consider him a center. 
and he's not even a top five power forward. So That's how are you going to compare him in, in that aspect? Right. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, you know, we, so all right, I'm with you. So who I'm asking before we are uh, going, who'd you compare AD to? I say well, I, from that same era. I will probably say I might compare him to I say a little bit of, of Carl Malone in him, minus the off field stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I say a little bit of Carl Malone, you know, he's athletic at that position. He can create his own shots. Um, he's serviceable on the defensive end. You know, you have to worry about him getting beat on as far as who he's guarding. So I would say I, I would compare him to the mailman. I like that because just like the mailman, he couldn't deliver on. You know what I'm saying? On he can deliver on Sundays. <laughs> right. You can't deliver on Man, man, but what's up? What we got? We're gonna move on to uh, some football. We got some football going on. Yes, where we do. We always there's always some football. Always some football. Hey man, so this is a big thing in the group right here, uh. So actually, so which big name <laughs> you killed it with this, bro? I couldn't even I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even hold it in. Which big <laughs> name in NFL player you see heading to the bench? Uh realistically. Yes, realistically, <laughs> I would agree with um, you know your, your your assessment of Michael Thomas that you posted. But wait, no, because... no, wait. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> but what they say above that, though? <laughs> Pick a player; it don't matter. Really? They all trash. Damn, y'all pissing me off. <laughs> so, right here, the first one. Shout out to uh, Derek Thomas, and it seems like. Uh, you got a lot of people that agree with him. Shout out yes, to uh, Marley Schmurder, North Texas Disciple Sport, Stace Jarrett, and Fred Garza. They said, he said Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. He already has more fumbles in his first six games than in any season he's had since he's been a professional. Damn. We're not even halfway through the season yet. Who he, he single-handedly changed the entire dynamic of that game last night. Did I think we was going to win? No, I didn't think we was going to win. I actually picked Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> you actually did, but I thought y'all were going to win. But it all went out the window like that. And, you know, when we know – how bad the defense is. You can't keep putting them in them positions. So I like the fact that they say, you know what, young man? The first one we'll give you. The second one, come over here and sit by coach. <laughs> hey, let's watch your backup get some playing time and see what he does. I want you to look. I want you to learn. I want you to get pissed off to know you can't do that. You can't. But you don't think that's – but he's talking to the star. That's what I'm saying. You don't think he knows that? He doesn't know that? So – I was a little, I was a little concerned with why he why he kept feeding him the ball after he fumbled the first time. He should have put the ball to Andy Dalton hand. So. Well, they had a game plan. They know that can Andy Dalton throw it fifty and sixty times back? I don't think he can because he's gonna make mistakes. Right. So you're trying to establish a run game to keep your defense, which is historically bad, off the off the field. So, yeah, so you, you said a key point. He's a star. 
the only star I've ever known in the NFL that got any type of public leverage like that to where no matter what he did he was playing was LT. And that's because he's probably considered consider a lot of people the greatest defensive player of all time. So yeah, Zeke, I mean, not even the best running back. He's the third best running back on his, on his franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he ain't going to get that same luxury. Look, hey, so we also had – shout out to Anthony Hill. We said uh, Le'Veon Bell. Fantasy football lives matter. Yes, I can't not stand Le'Veon Bell. So what do you think about – do you think that's true or not? Yeah, I think he's gas, man. I think, and to be honest, I think he was done after he set out that year. A player, a player has momentum, and just like it's so hard for you know, it's psychological, but it's physically hard if a player say like he came off an injury, and then they say it take like two years for him to get back to normal because you get you know what they got to get back into the program. Athletes are creatures of habit. You got off season, you got the season. You got the spoils of the season. So you got to get used to that again. And I, I don't think he's been the same since he left. And then, you know, he came back and he went to trash the Jets. And I now and, and if they cut you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but what, what surprised me, they did not get any trade offers for him. So, and he didn't have a 100-yard game this season since last year. So he might be, He might be done, man. I mean, I don't see him get much playing time in front of that rookie, especially after last night because – Honestly, I was concerned with how, you know, committed Kansas City was to the run and getting that young guy some touches. So Him and his backup. Right right. now, Bell is, what, third string? I know he just came in. I think that's what they're trying to show. I know. So, you know, hey, you here to get a ring? You're going to sit over here, come to practice, do what you need to do, you get a ring. Be a good player, dude, you can get a ring. If not, he's going to find himself on the street again. That's what happens when when players try to think that they are bigger than the team. That's why it's a team, team sport. It's ain't golf. (laughs) Golf golf is a team sport because you got a caddy. Got a caddy. Got to listen to your caddy. Got to listen to your putting coach. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, everything is always a team. It's really not a singular sport pretty much. So we have one, Baker Mayfield and Brady. Who do you think – which one do you think may be – I don't think Brady so much. No, Mayfield. <laughs> Mayfield. That dude's horrible, man. He is Johnny Menzel 2.0. And you know why? I have no sympathy for him by the way he came in the league. Fact. You come in the league with all that barking. This ain't the Big 12, man. You got to right. think, when you come into the league, everybody that you playing was probably the best player on their team. And if not, Period. appreciate and expect them to be that way. You know Exactly. You're on a professional level. So I'm, I'm with you on that, you know. And what's funny, because the coach brought in Case Keenum and paid him high dollar. So do you think that he anticipated this? You know, he should be worried, and I think yes. Because here's the thing. If you think about Case Keenum, he is forever the bridge quarterback. When you get burned out on the, on the um, starter and you know the end is getting near, you bring him in to try to stabilize it until you figure out what your next move is going to be at that position. <laughs> that sounds like Fist Magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but someone that's how that's the look I gave when someone said that Fist Magic, they could see him heading to the bench. We didn't think it, and them fools did it, but hey, they know they profess, they know better than us, but 
I just hope it in one of them situations why Miami is is Miami. Them along with Dallas is one of the the, the eight teams that hadn't been to a conference championship game since '96. <laughs> right. So I think uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised. Shout out to you, Kenneth. Uh, he said you were the first to put it on paper. He said that uh, Dalton to Dallas. What do you think about that? Or is it? Let's say, do you think that's a possibility? Hell yeah! Excuse <laughs> <laughs> my language out there, y'all. <laughs> The reason why I say that, if he continues to do – last night I saw this dude stare people down to throw. I saw him take bad reads. I saw him not – even though the offensive line is definitely compromised, because I think there's was three rookies, a three-year starter, and a second-year player making his first NFL game playing time. Yes. So the line is compromised. With that being said, you got to know that. You got to help. You got a rookie center. You got to help him make the calls. I didn't see much communication. Whenever Dak was in there, he was constant communicating to the line, to the receivers, to the back. His cadence even sounded weak. So, Ben DiNucci, get ready to strap him up before the season <laughs> over with, man. <laughs> man, you ain't playing with like, like I said, I think, uh, you know, it was just his first time at the controls. I think he'll be all right. He's a 10 year vet. And he looked like he was a first first year starter. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about that, you know, another team that's dealing with a quick uh, quarterback change, which, which surprised us all. You know, Miami Dolphins bench Ryan Fitzpatrick for Tua Tonga Viola. What do you think about that? Do you think the time was right? So I would say the time is right because they are in the bye week. But I don't agree with the decision. It has nothing to do with fantasy football, by the way, for those that may be doubting it. I think, first of all, me, the injury that he had was a terrible injury. I hate for him to come back too soon, and it sets him back again, because then that could ruin him forever. I can see if Fitzpatrick had been in there just being woeful, he was normal Fitzpatrick. He has some, you know what I'm saying? He's going to kill you, but he also going to have some big games for you. And winning most of the time. Yeah, he's three and three. They're still in the playoff hunt. Right, I think they're in second place behind the Bills. Yes. So with that being said, you know, I would have let it. If it was me, I would have let it run its course. Because here's the thing. Are y'all going to go to the Super Bowl this year? No. But get him acclimated. I would say – like they did last week, they brought him at the end of the series. They slowly bring him in. So then maybe the last four games of the season, you get him acclimated to that because you know, know Fitzpatrick, he's going to be there. He's going to support him because he's a, he's a consummate professional. Right. But get him in the last four games of the season, last quarter of the season, get him in that role for his preparation for when he's playing against teams who got something to lose because they trying to make the playoffs. Right. And then by that time, you would have known if your season is in the toilet or not. So throwing him out there, hey, who do they play next anyway? I don't know the top of my head. They play the Rams. So his first game is against uh, Aaron Donald? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's that's man child. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. To your point, you know, I think you know that was a that's a great idea of how to phase him in, especially going into the offseason. It's too early, and there's an opportunity for the franchise to get him a win, you know, to get a victory. And sure. one thing 
one of his problems is he holds on the ball too long and he's a left-handed quarterback. So everything is going to shift. So not only when his rollouts are going to change. So, and I think he's going to be rolling out behind two rookies. So the timing is going to be off. So he's actually going to be more prone to get injured again. So I'm going to hold on to Fitzpatrick. <laughs> because what the data shows, just like when they benched him in uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> They put him back in when Jameis came back, and they put him back in. So, I mean, I definitely think, uh, you know, this was a knee-jerk decision, and I think it was all warranted after that so heart-touching. It's so it's, sentimental. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. You got to sell tickets and jerseys. Thank you. <laughs> so I definitely think that was a bad decision, man. But, uh, you know, before we wrap things up, definitely, this was this was news to me. Like, I was like, man. You know, I was actually giving some giving her some props. Then I find out, which I understand. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell, in partnership with the Saints, have agreed to a face and deliberate pilot approach, allowing fans to attend Saints games in the New Orleans in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome beginning with this weekend's game against the Carolina Panthers. She folded. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave her props last week and she folded. <laughs> right. You know, and, you know, some people say that we can't win without our fans. So you think this was a move to help us beat our, you know, divisional rival and Teddy Two Gloves? Or do you nah. think this was just a pressure from the, you know, from the Saints? As a pressure from the Saints, and because the whole thing, yes, the Saints are not the Saints without their fan. But if it ain't full capacity, it ain't the Saints' experience. That building ain't rocking like it is. Right. They they just playing like them, you know, back playing high school again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by you know, about twenty five thousand people or whatever. They, I, I don't know how many they're going to let in there, but okay. mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, you know, and this came after, you know, the attempt to move some of the games to Baton Rouge, which I think, you know, as far as the infrastructure in Baton Rouge could not handle that. And, you know, and fans weren't go fans were not going to go there. It, they were just going to get the local Baton Rouge fans. They were, but that could have been a power play, too, of Baton Rouge trying to say, hey, we can invest into this infrastructure y'all need. That is possibly true. That is possibly true. Hey, y'all have lost y'all minds. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to understand now, this is, you know, Baton Rouge. This is the capital of Louisiana. It's not that it right. doesn't have, you know, it's not as fully developed. Got it, got played. Right. So on Saturdays, you got LSU, Southern. You got all these different games in this same. La, uh, La Tech is there too, right? No, La Tech is in Rusty. Okay, okay. And then they're talking about on Sundays having NFL games. Yeah, that was going to be a stretch right there. I don't think they can handle it, but. A lot of resources used. Exactly. So how, you know, hotels, how are they going to recover that quickly from this? That's so, true. You know, definitely, you know, definitely a power play. But I think, you know, it was the right place. So shout out to you, you know, shout out to you, TD, for making a business decision. But I'm against it, though. What do you think? Hey, about? I Again, I don't think it's going to make a big of a difference. But, you know, I understand you got to slowly do it to see what you got to build up to it. Right, just like, just like earlier, you know, AD got to build them up to Shaq level. <laughs> <laughs> but all I hope is, please, please, do not show y'all butts like the Eagles fans did this weekend. How are you fighting 
And it's only about 10, 15,000 of y'all in there. Eagles being Eagles. <laughs> Eagles being Eagles. And I got a picture of an Eagles fan capturing a pigeon and walking it in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Eagles being Eagles fan. Eagles talking friends so you can check out this weird post about these Eagle fans. But uh, hey, man, this dude over Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the junior. About to get out of here. You got any shout outs? Hey, those that tune in tonight, appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night for the Sports Chatter Show. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the – I'm sorry, my apologies, for the culture report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they switched it up, huh? The culture report. So we talk about, you know, old school versus new school, uh, influences on sports, anything of that nature. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Join in with us. Get involved. Like, at the end of the day – Sports talk with friends, powered by fans. That's how we do it. Just like that. This is dude, Uncle Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the joint. Till next time, we out.